Okay, we're continuing the Yerucha Shurim. We're talking about the halachas of Meiser. And last time we talked about the complications of using Meiser for tuition money. Um, and now we're going on to go to another Indian, and we're on page 47. This is a very interesting halacha. Um, <clears throat> page 47, Simon Reish Nun Zayin in Yerodeya, Sif Hei. So on the, the, uh, we're going to learn the Ramah, at the bottom of the middle there. Hagah. Misha mafrish masraisav v'hilvala ani mishaloi. Mafrish maisr shaloi u'mechashev alzeh shehilvala ani u'me'akle va'atzloi mashefrish. So basically the Ramah is saying that if a person wants, he can lend money to a poor person and then instead of having the poor person pay him back for the loan, he could then be mafrish his miser and keep the miser for himself as payment for the loan. Instead of giving the miser to the poor person and then the poor person having to pay him back, he could basically skip the step. So he can lend mon- money to a poor person having aldas, that later on he'll be mafrish miser and keep the miser for himself as payment for the loan. Why not just give him the miser? Well, maybe he doesn't have it now, yeah. Or maybe he wants it only as a loan. Something along those lines. Now, we'll see. It'll come out some other ways. The Ramah says a very interesting thing. This is only referring to if the Ani is still alive when it comes time for payment. In other words, comes time for payment, the Ani is still alive, you're Mafrish Meiser. Aval. If you turn the page, Imeis, if he dies, Oynis Asher, let's say he becomes rich. Vein Tzarech L'Shalem, Sharei Ha'oni Ha'ya Ba'is Ha'shah, Ein Mafrishin Alav, De'ein Mafrishin Ala Avud, Fine, Ve'ein Mafrishin Ala Avud. So this is a very interesting halach. It's only referring to if the Ani is still alive and if he's still poor. But if he's dead or if he became rich, when it comes time for payment, so then, says the Ramah, the Ani doesn't have to pay you. We'll see in a second why. And you can't take the Meister as payment. So let's see. Look at, uh, turn back to page 47. Let's look at the Shach. The Shach on the left hand side in Sifkat and Yudbe says like this. In other words, he lent the Ani, assuming that the Matanas, that he is the Meiser, that he's going to have, he's going to take payment. So therefore, Mafrish Meiser at Stokishaloy Alav, so it's as if when he separates the Meiser at the later time, it's if he gave it to the Ani. Um, and if the Ani is paying him back for his debt, like we explained. If you would lend the Ani a real loan that the Ani is obligated to pay back from his own money, okay, then he has a personal obligation on the debt. So it really makes no difference if he dies or becomes rich, he has a personal obligation. So even if when he dies or becomes rich, he can't take Meiser anymore, but it doesn't make a difference. He had a personal debt. 
But that's not the case. The case is referring to where you didn't expect the Ani to pay back. The deal was, you're lending him, he doesn't have to pay back. You'll reimburse yourself from the Meister. So the Ani does not have any personal debt. So therefore, if he dies, or he becomes rich, um, ain't Sarach L'Shalit. He doesn't have to pay, or his Yarshim don't have to pay. Right? There was no personal debt. I want to take Miser as payment, but now you can't. You can't say it's Ki'ilu, the Ani got the money now. He's not an Ani anymore, or he's dead. So it doesn't work. Says, but you can't, you can't be mafrish lemafreya either. So therefore, in such a situation, there's a kneit chair how it might may not work. I still don't quite understand why the ani becoming rich how it changes his nature. Because why, no, why, why should he still pay? No, the ani never had to pay from his own money. That was the deal. You just you can't take the miser. But now, in order to work, I have to take off miser now. It's ki'ilu, it went to the ani and came back to me. But if he's not poor, you can't, you lose the middle step. Or if he's dead, you lose the middle step. It's a very interesting thing. So, but the, the bottom line is here, you do see that you could lend an ani um, money. You could lend an ani money. Almanas, um, that you'll take miser as payment. Right? That's, you do see such a thing. Make sure you keep them alive. Not <laughs> right, exactly. Um, now, it's interesting. I'm not, we're not going to go through the whole next shach, but there's the shach is bothered. If you look at just, let's look at the beginning of it. Mafrish Meiser Shaloi, in Sifya Gimel. Bitzarch Lizkais Bahan Ha'ani Ayde Acher, Bacher Kach Yifra Mimanu Choivoi. So he says a very big, interesting Chiddush Shach. You can't just keep it for yourself. You have to give it to someone else to be zoicha for the ani, and then give it back. So then he goes through a whole bunch of lines, and at the end he comes out that lechayra you may not have to do that. And, and four lines from the end he says, So the Ramon never said that. Ramon says just keep it. So there's this whole sugi and gitin about this. And um, so the bottom line is, even though the shach at first glance seems to hold, you have to be mezakeh to someone through somebody. However, then he says it may not be that way, and that's why the Ramah didn't say it. Now let's look down the pischei tshuva on the bottom right there, sifkat and hay. So v'hilva lo ani mishaloi, I am b'tshuvas nai de bihuda kama chelik yardeis imayin gimel. I brought it before in Reish Memtes. V'ayin b'nai du tinyana zimkuv tzadi tashe kozav. Let's say a different case. That wasn't your plan. You lend money to a poor person, he should pay you back. Mice is not paying you back. So you say to yourself, okay, so let me just take it off my miser. I'll take miser and I'll keep it. That wasn't the original plan. The shach says it was a plan that you made with the honey. He doesn't have to pay you back, you'll take miser instead. That the shach said you could do. The Nehidibiyudah says, what happens if he didn't do that? And this happens, unfortunately, at times. People lend people money, or organizations money, right? And then they can't pay back. So he says, okay, I'll just take it off my miser. Are you able to do that or not? Everyone's knee-jerk reaction is, I recently had somebody like that, which is that, so I just took it off my miser. I didn't say anything. He was asking me a shayla. He was telling me what he did. But the Nehidibiyudah says, 
who plukte da meroi birshalmi begitten. I'm not saying the guy's wrong. We'll see in a moment. But he says the machlaikas in the birshalmi and gitten. Vichria kerebzera the yochal lahafishalem. Ah, so the night of the says the machlaikas and the halachas are kerebzera there that you could. So later on you could say, you know what? He's not paying me back. I'll take it off a of meiser. Avol rishus meani tzarich. But the behu the says you got to ask rishus from the ani. Bechidish, okay. Then he throws in another thing. It's only also if, even without this whole loan business, you would have given money to this Ani as Miser. But if you never would have given him money, you give it wherever else, and all of a sudden now you're only doing it because he owes you money, that he says he can't do. And it's not just how, if you would give him, how much would you give him? He owes you $500. You ne- even if you would have given him your miser, you never would have given him more than $100. Says the Knight of $100 you could take off. So there's a lot of tenayim here, says the Knight of Yudah. You got to ask him, Rishos, it's only if you would have given anyways, and only how much you would have given him. It doesn't end up being as common, as, as, as practical as it would seem, according to the Knight of Yudah. So we have a shach who says you got to plan it beforehand. We have another view who says there's a possibility based on the Yerushalmi that you could do it after but with a bunch of stipulations. Those aren't the Yerushalmi stipulations. Those seem to be another view that's own stipulations. So if we turn to page 49, we have a tshuva for Amisha. Tshuva for Amisha on the bottom of the first column there. Uvedavar ma'ashehilbalani ve'en lelifraya You lent money to an ani. He doesn't have what to pay back. That's the shach we just saw now, that it only works if you, if you plan to do it. Okay. Right? The night Why does he have to ask Rishus? Now, he says, where's the night of Yehuda coming from? There is a Ramban that says you have to ask Rishos. This means to say as follows. Um, this is a case where you lent a Kohen or a Levi money, Aldas, that the Trumus and Maestris, that you should be giving them from your grain, you're going to keep for yourself. That's the original sugya mesechta gitin. Original mesechta gitin. And the Gemara wonders how does it work there. So the Gemara said, "Makire kahuna" is one shot in the Gemara. You're constantly always giving to this kayan. So it says automatically the minute your mouth is just like it's his. There's another man down the Gemara says, "Asu sheina zeicha kezeicha." It's a takana derabanan. They made it as if it works just for the benefit of the ani. So over there says the says the Ramban. If you didn't plan this out with the Kayan or the Levi, at the end you want to just say, you know what, he owes me money, I'll keep the Truma Meiser. The Ramban says you have to ask for Shus. Why? The Kayan asks me, 
because the reason is the Kayan doesn't have to agree for this. Even if the, you agree, even if the Kayan agreed to this deal, but at this point when you're Mafreshit, he needs to agree. Why? Because he goes back out. Because till he gets the Paris, they don't belong to him. Now, you'll say, but I'm collecting my debt from those Paris. So Ramayusha says, one second. A Balchayiv is supposed to get money. He's supposed to get money. And, the, and a, and a Laiva has a right to say, I'm paying you money. He says, no, I want uh, Shavakasev. Shavakasev? I could pay you Shavakasev. We don't have a right to ask for Shavakasev. If I want to keep my Paris, I could pay you money. So in such a situation, says Rav Moshe, him or the Yarshim could say, hey, we want our Paris, and we'll pay you money like we owe you. So we want to go back on the deal. So unless they say, okay, we agree to the deal, the deal is a chow. Um, but over here, is not talking about Meiser Dagon. It's talking about Meiser Ksafim. It's money, it's all money. What's a Baal supposed to get? Money. So no one could change and say, oh, I want the money and I'll pay you money. It's the same money. So therefore, the Naid didn't come from nowhere with this idea of the Ashrashus. But says Ramayusha, the Ramban who says it, is talking about a case of Paris. Because over there, you have a right to say, I want my Paris, I'll pay you money. So you have to agree. But by Kasef, why do I have to ask the honey for it? Let me just keep it. Maybe the night of the was talking about I don't know. The Bishrechuva who brought it was bringing it for money. So Ramaisha says it's Tamua to say that you have to get Rishus from Dani. If we do Paskin like Rebzira and the Yashami, like the night of the holds, Ain't Sarah Rishus. You don't have to ask Rishus. The only problem is, what happened to the Shach? The Shach says it only works if you plan it. You can't do it later. And he says, interesting thing, the Nadibu doesn't talk about the Shach. So if he's arguing on the Shach, so Ramosh is saying, if we pass him like Rabzira, like the Ramihuda wants to, I don't agree with him that you have to ask Rishus. But I'm not sure I could go against the Shach who says you can't plan this out. So it's not so simple anymore. If you didn't really plan this out, and there's an ani who, there is an ani who um, is not paying a person back, it's not so simple to just take off my money and say, I'm going to take it off of my, of my debt. According to the shach, it's only if you planned it out. But now Ramayusha throws in something. And this is something that applies to Bechlal and Meiser. As we said numerous times, this is all referring to when you actually have a nether for Meiser Ksofim. But if you didn't, remember the Chavetz Chaim said, make sure you're Mechabal B'li Nether Meiser Ksofim. It gets you out of all these issues and restrictions whenever there's a Machlaikas, whenever there's a, a shtick and a Knech that's not so Pashat, if you anyways are Mechabal Belineder, mitzvahs, and all those types of things. Mikabel Belineder, you get to make up the rules yourself. 
not totally, but you get to a lot more wiggle room. So says Ramayshavin, like Kibo Manader, Rashi Lasis Karib Zero, Uligvas Mea Meiser, Afshale Hoveo Menaskain. Because since you don't have a Nader in Meiser, you're not restricted to all the nitty and gritty details of it, because you don't have to do it at all. You're never really Makabal it. So therefore, Ramayshav says, Ramayshav says that if you're Makabal Nader, you don't have this problem. Oh, so now we're back to. If a person followed the Chavetz Chaim's advice and was Mekabel Meiser Blinader, in this case where someone owes him money, an, a person owes him money, he could take it off Meiser. It has to be the person's not an Ani who's allowed to be Mekabel Tzaka. If someone's not an Ani and happens to be just not paying you back, doesn't make it that you could take it off of Meiser. Um, or let's say it's an institution, for example, right? So if it's an entire institution, really could accept Meister money, and for whatever reason they're not paying you back, a person is able to, uh, to what's it called? Um, so that is this Machleika Shach and Behuda, and then you have this Ramosha um, explaining it and arguing, and then giving this tonight. Okay, so that's a very interesting uh, halacha. Okay, let's move on. We're going to move into Shavua Gimel. We're going to get a little head over here. Um, and we're going to talk about the dinim of how to allocate your money. And this is not Nagea, only Meisers Nagea stuck as well. Let's go to page 60. Page 60. Apostle Gimparshas Re'ei, a few weeks ago. Kia b'chalabiyan me'achad achecha, b'achad sharecha, b'artzacha, asher Hashem lekecha na'isen lach. There's a lot of words in this Pasuk. You have a poor person, one, from one of your brothers, in one of your gates, in your land that Hashem gave you. So what's all of this? So if you look at the bottom, the Sifri, Becha, it says, Kiye Becha Evyoin, Veloi Bacherim, okay, we'll leave that for a second. Evyoin Toav Toav Kaidem. So an Evyoin is, oh, is a very poor person. The difference between an Evian and an Ani, an Evian is Tav Lechol Dover. He has mamish nothing at all. And he'll take anything. A poor person has a little dignity still. So if you have a question who to give it to, the Evian comes first. Achecha, your brothers. Zeachicha, Me'imecha. This is your brother from your mother. Kishuaymar, Me'achad Echecha, from one of your brothers. There's a difference which brother? Paternal brother comes before a maternal mother. Brother. One of your gates. The inhabitants of your city come before other cities. Um, and then let's skip to the next column. Yoishve Eretz Yisrael Kaidem Liyoshve Chutz Laretz. Habitants of Eretz Yisrael have a Kadima to Chutz Laretz, and we'll see exactly how that works. So basically. Oh, so that's a good question. We'll see. So that. So the Sifri is understanding this Pasuk. There's a hierarchy. There's, a, there's, a, uh, there's an order here of Kadima when it comes to, to Meister and Tzedakah. So let's see the Shulchan Aruch on page 61. Hanaisein. Person who gives money to his older children, 
the ones that are over the age of six, he's not obligated. We talked about this already to to feed them. So if you give them money to teach Tyro, and to teach the girls how to act properly. What about a person's father? All these people, if they need the money, so first thing is, you should know, it's Bechlaut Stuck. Now is it Stuck, they have Kedima before anyone else. And even if it's not a father or a son, it's not a relative. Relatives come before regular people. Like we said in the, from the Sifri, yeah, people in your household who may not be relatives, but they live in your household, they come before the city people. You're a city before other people, other cities. Skip the Ramah. Um, one second. Okay. And now continues the Rama. Your Parnasa comes first. And we mentioned this a few times. If you don't make enough money to support yourself, so then you're first. You don't have to give Miser. And we'll see what that means. So you're not chayiv to get stuck until you have your own livelihood. Now then, parents, they're even before your children. Children, that's before his brothers. Relatives of our neighbors. That's what we said. Fine, that's, uh, that's it. So here is the, the Kadimas. Now if you look back on the page before on 61, when it says, It says, His city comes before another city. On the right side there, It sounds like, Is still before, if it's a different city in Chutz Laaretz and Eretz Yisrael, Eretz Yisrael has Kedima. But if it's Aniye Ircha, the Shach and the Bach are being Medayik, that Aniye Ircha come first. Um, now, in the Pesachet Tshuva, he brings down that, um, in, there's on the bottom there, it's of Katan Dalim, Yaish Veretz Yisrael, he brings Ayin Tshuva's Chasam Seifer, I finally found out what all the, every time he brings the Chassam Seifer, it's always in brackets, the Pischei Tshuva. So I gave Shia this week on the Pischei Tshuva on Tuesday, and it seems that the Tshuva's Chassam Seifer only came out after he finished writing the Seifer. In one of his Sfarim, he was finished writing, but he didn't print it yet. And the other one, it came out after the first edition, and he added them in for the second edition. And for some reason, okay, so, so, some reason, so I understand maybe, I, I, I still didn't figure out, he says Beferish, that I added in Juvus Chaim Seifer and a few others in brackets. You're right. Bimiskaraim. He even has pictures of them in his Akdama. They wrote it. I'm not sure exactly why. Um, maybe to, to differentiate between the first version and the second version. The only thing is that the one, the, the one of his, I think on Evan Azar, it was finished, but he didn't print it. 
and then he added in and then printed it, and also in parentheses. So I'm not sure exactly what the part of the parentheses is, but now I know that there's a reason. It wasn't like added in by some uh, editor somewhere, you know, who put it in. For some reason, he says, right before, I put it in. So he says, Shuvah Sam Seifer says, In Eretz Yisrael, Yerushalayim has Kadima to other cities in Eretz Yisrael. So that's the Sam Seifer. Um... Yeah, it's, a, it's a, the end he brings down this we next some cipher. It's it's a tshuva and there's a drush about it as well, and where he talks about how, the godless of Yishalayim, and he gets very upset over there that Falag Boim everybody goes up to Tzvas and to and to and to Meiron and they leave over Yishalayim, and he's very upset about it, um, and they make a simcha vein He has a whole drush and in, I forgot what year it was. There was actually a big earthquake in Tzvas. Hundreds and hundreds of people were killed. It was terrible. And uh, some cipher in Adrasha is writing about it, and he held that Yushalayim was being Teveyat's covered because in those days um, people were coming to live in Eretz Yisrael, but they weren't living in Yushalayim. They were going up to Tzfas, like the Mekubalim and things like that. They were all going to Tzfas, and they were leaving over Yushalayim empty. And he, he writes that Yushalayim was being Teveyat's covered. And, and made this earthquake, scary thing. But uh, so this is, it's the same tshuva. You, you wonder why Lag Baimer finds itself in Hilchas because it's the tshuva of saying the Milus of Yerushalayim. Um, okay, so these are the Akdamas. So now let's look on page 64 and put this into perspective, these Akdamas here. On page 64 we have the Orach HaShulchan. Um, the Orach HaShulchan, um, if you look at the top, Left column um, in the third line. He says, If he takes this Kedima very seriously, does that mean to say that if my father needs money, I give all my stock to my father and my children get nothing because they're the next ones down? He says, Every rich person has a lot of poor relatives. So we, that's it. No money for anyone else but his relatives. So his city loses out. Nobody, it doesn't make sense. So poor people who don't have rich relatives, so they're, they're the bottom of the totem pole. Right? They're going to die. They so what's this Kedima? Does Kedima mean all my money goes? It doesn't make sense, says Zohar HaShulchan. Everybody has to give even to non-relatives. got to give to your city. you got to give to the Mishalachim who come from Eretz Yisrael. Who come from... you got to give... Tzedakah you got to give out. But you give more to the ones who have Kedima. So relatives get more than non-relatives in percentage of your Tzedakah. Everybody is like that. So everybody gets a piece of the pie. The Kedima means that the higher you up are in the, in, in the Kedima, the more of the pie you get. So if it's your relative, you give a $100 check. And if it's a regular guy, you give eighteen dollar check, but everybody gets it gets something or a dollar, whatever it is. So now says the Rosh 
The Ramah says, you come before anyone. If you're going to say again, that means simply, most people, they'll use it for their own parnasa. Everyone has to give at least a third of a shekel of tzedakah every year. Okay, so that everybody gives. Halavai for most of Klai so they could afford their, their expenses. So you're going to say, Nobody has to give tzedakah. And what's going to happen in places that don't have all very wealthy people? Daniyam are just going to die of hunger? Can't be. See, clearly it's not like that. So, it's Reb Sajigayin who says that your parnasas kaidem hainu beish sheinu marviyak rach lechem tsaru mayim lachatz. Talking about a person who pashit all he has is a drop of water and a little bit of bread. So does he die of hunger or does the ani die of hunger? Well, he he doesn't parnasa kaidem. But lechay maybe rai meatzar fatish shebishama yotalu chayinevish mamish sheyerav oilan kvorma malachin. The rai that he brought was. By the by the Elio, um, and the and the this lady came, the Sarfas, this lady came and said she was starving. That's all the story with Elio with the oil with the jugs. He did that nice. He told her Philip all all the jugs, right? So he says, that's where the Rai you see Parnassus Atzma is Kaidam. So he says over there, so says our Khashokan, over there there was a rub, there was a famine. Oh, so that's why that's that that's when your parnasa comes first. But if you have food to eat, so then Then from the money you have after that, you give it out to your family. But a regular person who earns a nice living, he has food, he has bread, he has meat, he has food, and he has a proper clothing. So, he has to give meiser. Say, what do you mean? But I, I have expenses. I, I want to give all my, take care of all my expenses first. No. Continues. This is the bottom line. Parnasus atzma is kaidem. What's the limit? What's the cutoff? Shikademus. Bechol echad yaimar. Every person will say, Ani nitzrich lefarnasasi kol mashini marviach. Every dollar that I earn, I have something to spend it on. I could buy another car. I could buy more clothing. I could go on a vacation. I could find ways to spend my money. So Parnassus asks me, I don't have to give stucca. It's campy. Campy. There's no end to expenses. That that's case of Parnassus Mekoida means that he only has lechem etzunsim lahakis nafshoi benefeshishta yvonu vnois avaktanim. Which in our terms doesn't mean that the guy's dafka starving. Now there's two things over here if you remember there's miser and there's stucca. So in our terms, people who can make ends meet and they're able to pay their bills at the end of the month and have a little extra money left over. Yes, could they buy another something? Could they go out to eat another three times during the month? Could they take a vacation? Yes, it's possible. 
But for some of that money has to go to tzedakah and they should be giving meiser. A person who doesn't necessarily make ends meet by the end of the month or very, very betzimtzum, so we have said many times, he's not chayiv in meiser. That's what Moshe said before. You know, you may not be, remember that tuition case. He said you might not be chayiv in meiser. Right? What was Ramosha's lashon? Just to, we said it on, uh, on Monday. Ramosha says, the he says, You're making less money than your expenses. That's our Ramah. Okay? But, so such a person, but again, person may be chayv to give some stucker too. But if he's really not making it at the end of the day, in what would be called, now, you have to know what's called normal. But, it doesn't, you know, the Archangel is saying is if you have a drop of bread and a little bit of water, that might be for those days. Nowadays, there's still a minimum of what's normal. So a person says, okay, what's normal, you know, for, for, for just making it, Parnassus Atzmechaidim. But you're right, there's no end, which seems to Narcha Shochan is, yes, you might have to not spend on something extra because you have to help out an honey. That's really a person's job. It's a person's job. But I need the money, okay? Why do you need the money? Because I need this extra, you know, comfort, this extra uh, uh, whatever it is, right? Okay, you're allowed to spend things on yourself, but you also have a chiv to give stock or, or miser. So, and if it comes out of the fact that now you cannot buy that extra whatever, you know, so that's the way it works. You know, that's what stock is all about. Because if not, like the Rakhul says, there's no end to it. You can always find something, you know, always find something to spend money on. And let's just finish off, um, if it's okay, one last thing. And that is, um, well, two things really. The, so the, the, the Reb Chaim Kanyevsky on page 66, we're not going to go through it, but basically he says, B'Shem the Chazanish and others, that he says the way one should split up their miser is half to relatives, if relatives are an issue, and half to other anim. Now, Zohar HaShulchan says you have to give everybody, but he didn't really say, like, how you split it up. So, the, the, the rule of thumb is, half is a relatives, if it's Nagea, and the other half a regular Aniyah. Now, just a very interesting thing here, on page 65, the Chazam Seifer had a case where um, there was a, a Talmud Chacham, he writes, who his father, his parents were having a hard time making a living, and they were people who couldn't accept stucca. They were Chashava people, or I guess at one at that time, or and they, they to accept stucca they couldn't. And um, the son also didn't have enough money to support his parents unless he uses miser money. And if but the problem is he's going to have to not give any other aniyim any miser, not re- other relatives, not any other aniyim. So Lachaira, the Gemara says, Alashin in Erevin, Kalanaisim Atanaisim Laniachad. If you give all your stuck to one Ani, maybe Rav Lailam, because you need to spread the wealth. Right? And like we said before, that's really, if not, it's going to be a problem. Now, I just want to point out there's also another thing that says, we didn't learn this when the Shulchan Aruch, the Shach brings down, this whole idea of supporting your parents with Maisim money is only if you cannot support them without Maisim money. Because the Lashon is, it's a, Because it's, it's not a covet for them. Like the, you have money and instead you're going to give them stucca, it's not a covetic for the parents. So it's only talking about where you can't afford. Now a lot of times it's like that. The children can't afford to, to, to help their parents. And therefore, and really, Kibbut Avaim is Mishal Aviv. In other words, if the father has money, 
for whatever covet he needs, it's his achrayas to pay. His, in other words, I have achrayas to be mechaber, my father, but the cost comes from his own money if he could afford it. If he can't afford it, so then I have an obligation to help him out. If I can't afford it, I can use miser money. But as we said till now, relative, you can't just give one relative and nobody else. So that was the question that some cyber was asked. The only way this son could do it is he could all his miser to him. Is he allowed to do it or not? So he says the interesting thing. He says, even though when it comes to other Aniyim, you are supposed to spread it out, even if they're your relatives, like we said before. Some Zayvah says, a father, you have to give everything. He says, why? He says, If you look like halfway down or closer to the end of the column of Laniyas Daiti, it's like maybe ten lines up from the end of the paragraph of Laniyas Daiti, he says, there is a mandamer that says aim comes out of the son's money. We don't pass it like that. What that means to say is that the son doesn't have to lose money to support the father. Doesn't have to be the father's money. The son doesn't have to lose. Well, one second. By giving Meiser, is the son losing anything? No. He's going to give it away to somebody, right? So it's not coming out of his pocket. So since he's going to give it away to someone, nobody could come claim it. No one could say, hey, it's my money. And the son has a right to give it to whichever one he wants. When it comes to Hilchas Staka, the Allah has spread the wealth. Even Kraivim, you don't give it all to. But when it comes to a father, you have another mitzvah called Kibbutz, which is Mechaiv, you to give all money not at your, that doesn't cost you anything. If that's the only way he could be supported. Again, if there's other ways, but the only way here it was is if the son gives all his miser money. The Chaymash and he brings the Rai from the Lashon Rama. So some ciphers mean Mechadish Amarid Dekathik. When it comes to a father or a parent, a mother or a father, so then one is obligated to give all their Miser money to them if there's no other way to get them support. Obviously, if there's another way to get the money, so then you default like the Arach HaShulchan says. You still spread the wealth, right? But if there's a situation where there's no other way but to give all the Miser money, you're right in Hilchah Staka, you spread the wealth, but here there's another mitzvah called Kibbutz, and this Chiddush of the Chassam Seifer is that even though Kibbutz is Mishal Aviv, that means the father has to pay for it, all that means is that the son doesn't have to lose. So if the son has money by giving it to the father that he's not going to lose anyways, it's either going to the next door neighbor, the Ani, or to the father. He's Mechubit to give all the father, Midin Mitzvah's Kibbutz. That is the Lashon, that is the Chiddush of the Chassam Seifer here, and that is um, the Halachas of Kedima, and Bez Hashem, that will be it for tonight.